We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Wednesday, January the 4th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a lot to get into, a packed show, of course. Here on this hump day, the first hump day of 2023. Let's see. Um, I see Jonathan Lee, Gene Lott, John Edwards, Stephen Borwell Jr., <clears throat> Gad, Brandon M., also those in the Big Cock Club Discord, have the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Again, very excited to chat with you all. 843-790-3377. That is the number. You can text that number, call that number. We will take your questions, your comments, and your calls for the next two hours here on this Wednesday. Again, guys, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, and all that good stuff in between. So, again, that's our friends at Prize Picks, and so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. That's prizepicks.com, or go download the app. Use the promo code TSUS and sign up to receive that 100% deposit match up to $100 today. Again, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, of course, Gamecocks basketball we watched last night. Tough loss in Nashville and a tough start to SEC play. And it gets no easier, of course, as South Carolina hosts the eighth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers this weekend at Colonial Life Arena. So, a game most certainly you will be a big, big underdog in. Uh, we'll see if the Gamecocks can bounce back and get back to 500 in SEC play. But, uh, guys, your thoughts on the game? We can talk some football as well. I definitely got some things I want to touch on. I know our good friend J.C. Sherbert will join us tomorrow, and I know many of you have actually been hitting me up this morning with what J.C. has been saying in regards to Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells. They have been live this morning, finally <clears throat> returning from their New Year's Eve or New Year's hiatus, if you will, for the last couple of weeks. Glad also J.C. Sherbert is doing much, much better. And uh, I did talk with J.C. this morning in regard to Juice Wells, Spencer Rattler, NIL, the status of those two gentlemen, and what the likelihood is that they will be back, that they will be back uh, for the 2023 season. Yeah, Madison, the women dominate. You see here, we got the 
the women's basketball merch on. <laughs> the women's basketball school. That's exactly what we are, the women's basketball. We're a women's basketball school indeed. <clears throat> it, def- it definitely feels that way at times. It definitely feels that way at times. But anyways, guys, we'd love to hear from you. 843-790-3377. Of course, this morning in the Big Cock Club Discord, we've got Luke, RJ, and others uh, debating about to carry on Joiner and his status as a quarterback. Hey, if you want to call in, we can talk about it, my guy. That I feel like that is a topic, and that is a conversation. That's something we could debate every single day until the start of the 2023 season. That's how passionately our guy Luke RJ feels about Dak Joyner and the fact that he should be QB1. So, Luke RJ, stand on business. Stand on your opinion, my guy. Would love to have you call in if you'd like to chat about it. Um, Let's see. Of course, national championship game is Monday. We'll look forward to that. Georgia TCU, the dogs are a two-touchdown favorite in the ballgame. See, Youngblood, what's going on? Uh, T-Man says, Rattler is rattled, so he's gone. He says, Juice is sucking NFL juice. Also says, basketball is a wash. Just get ready for baseball. And then T-Man says, if Rattler leaves, should we ride with Doty? Uh, T-Man, if Rattler leaves, I, I think you have an open quarterback competition and may the best man win. May the best man may the best, may the best man win the job. I'll put it that way. You know, I, I've said this many times, though, guys. I've said this many times in regards to the carry-on joiner. If you think Dak Joiner should realistically get a shot to be QB1, you know, I, I will go on air and voice my opinion. But I want to make it very clear. Your beef is not with me. It's not. Your beef's not with me if you think Dak Joyner's getting wronged. If you think Dak Joyner should have been a quarterback all along. I don't control the depth chart. I don't control what position he plays. Your beef is with Shane Beamer. Your beef is with the offensive staff who's been on campus since the carry-on Joyner has gotten to Columbia. Like, your beef's not with me. So... All I'm going to do is continue to do what I've done my entire life, which is keep it a buck and give my opinion and call it as I see it. But I'm not the one putting the carry on Joyner at wide receiver. Two coaching staffs have been in Columbia. Neither have thought he was a quarterback. I mean, what does that mean? And if you're really, truly Beamer ball to the moon, then you have to trust Shane Beamer's decision-making. And so you have to trust that... If a guy like Dak Joyner or anybody else on the roster, by the way, was the best available option and gave us the best chance to win, that player would be in, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. I mean, I, I guys, I from from the from the content perspective and the storylines, and dude, I'd love to see the carry on Joyner get a shot. I'd love it. I, I mean, just the the the, the talking points. Again, the content around that. Big Wash. Is this Courtney Washington? Courtney, did you change your uh, your YouTube name? What's going on? T-Man says we need Joiner at wide receiver because it'll be a bunch of true freshmen next fall. I, mean, I, th- I think Dak Joyner's experience could help in regards to, to grooming some of those young guys. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, it's 
you know, you got a lot of holes, lots of holes and a lot of deficiencies on that team uh, in 2023. So we shall see what's going on. Cocky Twan, what's up, Chris? DK is a special talent. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's an athlete. You know, got hella athleticism. So, but I guess my, my response, Cocky Twan, to anybody else is why doesn't he play more? I, I mean, I just, I genuinely just wonder why doesn't he play more? You know? Anyways, yeah, are we, are we going to spend the entire, <clears throat> this entire show today? Are we going to spend this entire show today? Talking Dak join. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We could debate this every single day. <clears throat> every single day until the 2023 season. We really could. <clears throat> T-Man says, Landon Sampson was a big disappointment in the bowl game. I know it was one pass, but he ain't SEC material. My guy, one pass. He's not SEC material off one play. That's That feels a little aggressive, my guy. That feels a little aggressive. Feels a little aggressive. Anyways, 84379-0337. 7-8-4-3-7-9-0-337. Some of guys, you're more than welcome to, to call in, to stand on your point. Of course, guys. Dinkox basketball falling last night to Vandy. And unfortunately, you know, that's that's a game where <clears throat> you fall to Vanderbilt and you fall to Vandy, and realistically, like, what is the outlook of the season now? Uh, you know, I I posted this half joking but almost half serious on social media. Like, could you potentially go over an SEC play? I, I don't think you will. But I think the number of SEC games you're going to win, you could count on one hand. I think three, maybe four, maybe four you'll win. Maybe four. And I don't think it makes the decision to move off of Frank Martin the wrong decision. But the rebuild is real, right? The rebuild is real. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes sometimes you have to, on your pursuit to a certain end goal, right? You get halfway up the mountain. And one of the hardest things for people to do, this isn't just in sports, this is in life, but one of the hardest things for people to do, they get halfway up the mountain and realize that the path to get to the mountaintop, the, the path to get to where they're trying to go, you got to go back down to the bottom and start over. Most people don't want to do that. Most people, it's like, damn, I've worked this hard to get to this point. I'm not starting, breaking it all down and starting back at ground zero. But that's where this basketball program is. I mean, you're starting at ground zero. And so I think this fan base, I think they do. I think we do. I think we will have patience with Lamont Paris, but it's going to take patience. It's going to take a lot of patience for multiple seasons, not just this one. I think multiple seasons. Now, we're going to need to see progress as we go, but it's going to take patience. Gamecock fans have just got to have patience. Again, it doesn't mean that it was the wrong move, but it means that we had to descend back to the bottom of the mountain and start over. That's exactly what this is, a complete rebuild, a complete rebuild. So, <clears throat> and that's what you kind of saw last night, man. I mean, Chico Carter, shout out to him, tip your cap, but uh, – yeah, just a tough one. Tough one in Nashville. Let's see. 
<clears throat> the Frank Martin stands, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be on one all season. The Frank Martin stands are going to be on one all season. T-Man, who's your quarterback? Who's your QB1 if Spencer leaves? Uh, T-Man, I would say whoever wins the job. I mean, I, I know that's a cop-out answer. I understand that. But, like, I, I don't, T-Man, I'm not at practice. Like, I don't know. And everybody else is unproven. I think the leader in the clubhouse is Luke Doty. You know, I was asked that yesterday by Mark Ryan. I think that the leader in the clubhouse most definitely is Luke Doty. I think it has to be. He's the one with experience, right? Wow, and I just realized, I just realized, guys, I had the phone line on Do Not Disturb. So if you tried to call in, I apologize. You're more than welcome to, to call in now, 843-790-3377. This is who you would have if, if Spencer Rattler doesn't come back. Luke Doty, who's played some games. Beyond that, Tanner Bailey, Braden Davis. Are we counting Colton Gothier? Do we do we do we feel like realistically Colton Gothier is is a factor in the in the quarterback battle? Do we feel like he is? Anyways, Colton Gothier, Lenoris Sellers, Dante Reno, whether he gets here this year or next. That's who you got. And I don't I don't think you go back to the portal. I, I really don't. I, I would be shocked if Shane Beamer decided to, to pursue the portal for a quarterback. Because you you've got so many of these young guys, these inexperienced guys, but you've recruited so many guys. Like, if you're just gonna go to the portal, if you're just gonna go to the portal. Every time you need a quarterback, well, what's the point in recruiting them? Now, I'm not saying if there's a a no-brainer, big-time talent, you don't go get them. But I, I, at the same time, it's, it's I don't know. I think you kind of kill quarterback recruiting if you just keep going to the portal. But then again, again, it's a, that's what's intriguing, right? It's a, and I've talked about this before. It's a win-now lead. It's a win-now lead. So, you know, I, I don't blame coaches for pursuing the portal, right? I mean, you know, I have realistic, realistic expectations for year three if Rattler and Wells depart. I don't – I think a lot of Gamecock Nation will not, though. I think a lot of Gamecock Nation will say, okay – you went eight and five in year two. Got to win nine games in year three. I don't give a damn who the quarterback is. I think most folks will say that. I think a lot of people, I, I should say, will say that. Yeah, I think a lot of people will say that. So, um, you just, you know, Beamer's not going to get, he not even he's immune to it. Beamer's probably not going to get six, seven, eight years to build the program. Justin Kyle says, if Rattler comes back, eight and four or better. No Rattler and Wells, six and six. Justin Kyle, I think that's a very fair take. I mean, that's exactly what I said yesterday. I was actually kind of surprised I didn't get more 
didn't get more blowback from people on that because, you know, I, I think if you lose Rattler and Wells and you have to turn to a Doty or one of the young guys, I, I do think you're fighting for six and six or seven and five. I, I think you have, I think it looks a lot like year one. <clears throat> and I think the number one, the number one goal and objective, if you lose Rattler, the number one goal and objective, in my opinion, of 2023 is just finding the quarterback for the future. Like, find your guy. Find your guy, right? Find your guy. That would be one of the downsides of playing to carry on Joyner at quarterback because he's gone after this year. Like, I, I would much rather <clears throat> take my licks and build for the future than have one last joy ride, you know, for Dak. I mean, I, and, I, and I, I say that, like, I want him to play, but you, you guys understand what I'm saying. Like, I want to build for the future. You need to find the guy. You know, because nobody's ever won anything without a good quarterback. You've got to have the guy. <clears throat> Let's see. Phil says, would you rather be mediocre and miss the tournament with Frank or be bad and miss the tournament and a rebuild with Lamont? It's a good point. Yeah, I think it gives you much more hope for the future, Phil, because it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you just feel like that, uh, you know, at least there's hope that Lamont can do something differently. Um, Phil also says, there's more people in the quarterback room at Carolina than people at Waffle House after church. I hear you, my guy. Yeah. No, there are. We, we got a lot of quarterbacks. <clears throat> a lot of quarterbacks. Blake Hastings, let's worry about how Beamer plans on fixing the run defense. Indeed. Uh, we got a text here on the text line. It says, it's about Jordan. Is the Jordan Birch to Oregon buzz legit? A lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. A lot of smoke around it. So, would not shock me. Um, NIL giveth and... And I'll take it away. So, let's see. Gamecock softball schedule has been set for those who are interested. Baseball season around the corner, which on. Which, unfortunately, um, I mean, it, it was like it, it's like this every year, though. I feel like pretty much, at least lately, is that <clears throat> basketball is uh, basketball is kind of just that thing that entertains us between the end of football and the beginning of baseball. That's that's kind of what it's what it's turned into or what it is. Um, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, our our folks in the uh, in the Big Cock Club Discord having a time with this uh, with this Dak Joiner conversation. T Man says, "Is it sad?" Or he said, "It is sad." Clemson's better at softball and hasn't ex existed that long. It is weird. It's wild how much better they are than us. It, it is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So. It is crazy. <clears throat> 
Phil Harris tells John Edward to kiss his ass. I love this. I, the, 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 the rivalry between John Edward and Phil Harris is, is incredible. So. Phil says 250 plus days until football returns. And all everyone wants to talk about is football. Never change, Corona fans. <laughs> well, Phil, I'll I tell you this, Phil. You, you, you can't blame people for, for not wanting to talk about basketball. Because, I mean, what is there to talk about, Phil? What, what, what do you like? What do you want to – and I'm not calling you out. I'm just, I'm just making the point of, like, what do you want to talk about? Because, hey, after this, I'm going to record a podcast for tomorrow. And I'm like, this might be a 10-minute show. It literally might be a 10-minute episode. Because all it's going to be about, because we haven't heard anything from Wells or Rattler, <clears throat> so all it's going to be about is basketball. Like, what is there to say? What is there to say? We stink. We're just not very good. That's it. Gigi Jackson will be a fun player to watch at the next level. Chico Carter does some nice things from time to time. Michi Johnson from time to time does some nice things. Hayden Brown from time to time does some nice things. Jacoby Wright from time to time does some nice things. Outside of that, bro, we are we are hurting. I mean, we are hurting. And it's okay. It, it's I'm not saying that as like an indictment on, on Lamont or the program, but that's just where we are this year. We were picked to finish dead last. I mean, that's just where we are, you know. Vanderbilt's bench outscored you 57 to 8. I mean, we talk lack. We talked lack of depth. That, my friends, is lack of depth. That is lack of depth. So, I think this team probably. I think things. I, I think things will come together at some point in regards to. You know, we'll pull an upset or two. We'll pull an upset or two. Because um, I think there will probably be a game where it all clicks. Right, Gigi goes off. Michi or or Chico have a crazy game, and, you know, we pull an upset. I wouldn't doubt it. I think we'll win three or four SEC games. But, uh, you know, the reality right now is tough. And, again, as I mentioned earlier, you just got to have patience. You have to have patience with Lamont. You have to have patience. I know there's many of you out there. I see Justin Kyle. I see some others that they didn't think the hire was was very good from the jump. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's fine. Just like Beamer, you know, not just like Beamer, but similar to a Beamer. It was just a complete roll of the dice. Just a complete roll of the dice. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, his experience is at Chattanooga. Does that spell success in the SEC? Not necessarily, no. No, it does not. Craig Phillips says, with the men's team not being that good, does that hurt Gigi's draft stock? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I, I, don't, I don't think our team, how good or bad we are, really affects how they think about him at the next level. I mean, there's only so much he can do. There's only so much he can control, right? There's only so much GG can control. I will say I thought was really interesting. Jamie Shaw. Jamie Shaw, who we had on the show a couple months ago, actually. He talked about the GG Jackson thing when he committed, stuff like that. Uh, Jamie Shaw wrote an article insinuating that GG Jackson... Should consider opting out, which I thought was really interesting, and, and I and I think would be a major mistake. Because you watch Gigi, he's a great player, but I think he needs the reps. I, I think he needs the work. He needs to sharpen his skill set. 
He needs that. He, he does. I, I don't. I don't see opting out as being a smart means of operation for him. I, I, I do not see that happening. I, I think Jamie Shaw probably accomplished what he wanted to, which was, I bet you that article got a shit ton of clicks. I bet it got a shit ton of clicks. Truly. But no, I, I, don't, I don't think Gigi Jackson's going to opt out. Justin Kyle, you get rid of Martin that has proven himself for someone with no proven record. Paris was under 500 overall in conference play in the Southern Conference till his 27-6 and six record last year. Let that sink in. Well, Justin Kyle... I would say this, and because it, it definitely sounds like you're a Frank Martin stan, and I, and I, even if you're not, you're just making the point. I respect it. I, I, looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. If they were going to let go one of the two, of, and by the way, Phil, I saw your super chat. Thank you so much. If they were going to let go one of the two. Between Martin and Kingston, I would have preferred it been Kingston. I don't think you should have had to make a choice, but if I had to pick, I would have taken Kingston because Carolina baseball actually has expectations. There, there are no expectations for Gamecocks basketball. Not men's. There's, there's none. There are no expectations. If we're, if we, if we make the tournament three times every decade, we are doing great, great. All we want is just a competitive product. That's it. I mean, they're really, there's not like high pressure on the basketball program. There's not. There's just not. Right? I don't know how that changes. I don't know how men's basketball goes from being, you know, the, the, I, I, I would say redheaded stepchild, but I feel like the last time I said that, people got offended. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, an expression. But, I don't know how men's basketball goes from just being just, just, it's just there to being like a, a top priority. I don't know how. How do you make people care? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I don't know how you do it. But, I mean, dude, looking back at the whole Frank Martin thing, I, I even, because it's funny, people try to pin it on me in, in regards to like, I was adamantly calling for Frank Martin's job. Guys, I said it at the end of last season. I would have had no problem if they brought him back. I, I would have just said, hey, you know what? Is what it is. Okay, they brought him back. Cool. I would have had no issue with it. But I, but I respected the decision because Frank Martin had years on years on years to build off the Final Four. He was there a decade and made one tournament and no other postseason play. What's Carolina supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? So, anyways. All right, let's turn to the phone lines. Call from Aaron. Aaron, what's up, man? Happy New Year. Good to hear from you, my friend. What's going on? Man, I, I'm chilling. You in my wheelhouse now. You talking about, I mean, just South Carolina basketball, not as not as a University of South Carolina, but I should say Midlands basketball. Mm. I figure if you're anywhere from 88 to not now, I left Columbia in 04, so I go about from 80, 88 to 88 to 08, 
I've I've either seen or played against uh, played against some of the best. And the University of South Carolina for a long time, uh, as far as uh, like a player in the Midlands, like it wasn't even it, it wasn't even thought of. You know, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna go to the University of South Carolina. You're probably gonna go anywhere but. And it's because, I mean, uh, let's let's just go down the pecking order of uh, if you're going to South Carolina in the SEC. How many schools are you going to choose before you go to the South uh, before you go to the University of South Carolina? How many schools? How many schools are you going to choose before you go to an ACC school? You get where I'm going? There's yeah. so many schools that border the University of South Carolina or close enough drive with more prestige. Like why would you why would you go? I mean Aaron, you they you, have it, yeah. They have, you you make a no, you make a great point. You make a great point, my friend. I mean it's 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 you know, we, we talk about the challenges for Shane Beamer or anyone who's the head coach of the football program, the challenges in recruiting and fighting a a lack of tradition, if you will. Dude, basketball, it's that times a thousand. <laughs> like, I mean, it's even tougher, you know. It's even tougher. But it it's strange though, because honestly, the basketball program not recently. I think it all fell off after they fired they hired uh Fig Newton. But uh listen, basketball actually has a a decent tradition. Like sixties, mm. seventies they were like national they were national powers. It was it was Frank Martin and then Homeboy started drinking. Uh uh I can't I forget his name now. But he, he started he, he had a drinking problem. And he was, but he was a Felton. He was a decent. He was a decent coach. Had a decent staff. Had Tubby Smith on that staff, and the coach at and a and a coach at Michigan, Ellaby, I think. Like he had a he had a bomb staff, and I think uh, I think if George Felton stays, I think Sugar Ray from Sumter goes there, and you don't know. It's, there's no telling what happens because if South Carolina gets Sugar Ray, so in this in this time, right? My, this is like I call him the OG. Like I was in the eighth grade freshman year. Mm-hmm. Marcus Saxton goes off to Nick Davis goes to uh, Arkansas. Marcus Saxton goes to Arkansas, but he gets kicked out for taking money and goes to ends up at Utah State where he's in the freaking Hall of Fame. Nick Davis led the SEC in rebounding. He he's from Richard Northeast. Saxon Saxon went to AC Florida. Sugar Ray is from Sugar Ray is from Sumter. Thad Delaney goes down to College of Charleston. They give they give Wake Forest uh Thad and Thad and Marion Busby give give Wake Forest all they can handle in the tournament. I mean it's it's just so many. It's so many. So closest and and what if? But it's it's just South Carolina in basketball actually had going back. They actually had a tradition they could have built on, and I think it was it. It's one like when they do have when they do have success, 
they don't capitalize on it. I'm thinking the Richmond Spiders. I'm yeah. thinking Coppin State. But they were they were a freaking number two seed, and I I think they and they got freaking put out by Coppin State. Right. And the, Frank Martin finally builds on that and goes to and goes to a Final Four. And then I think that boy wanting to go pro early screws that up. But he there ain't nobody drafting him with two knee injuries. Dozier, you're talking about, right? Come on, Dozier. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody's dra- like he didn't get drafted. He finally got some. He finally got some run. Like he's a he's an off and on player in the NBA, and you know Thornwell. Thornwell was quality. You know he what he wasn't going to get drafted, but he was going to get a he's going to get a cup of coffee in the NBA. You know, it's just they don't they don't build on momentum, and and, and then they don't capitalize when they do do something that's out of this world. Like BJ BJ and Bud, they freaking won the SEC one year, mm-hmm. and you and. I still say to this day, them building that freaking Colonial Life Arena, but that's a nightmare. I used to love going to the Carolina Coliseum, even when they played the state championship games there. Mm-hmm. You, if you barely, if you barely feel that, most of the time, why are you going to build a eighteen thousand, eighteen thousand seat stadium that makes it uh, what stadium eighteen thousand seat arena that makes it look completely empty? When you barely filled a twelve thousand seat, a twelve thousand seat facility, <clears throat> right. it's just it, like it, it's every time I come home, I, I just I look at the urban whoever does Columbia's urban planning is ridiculous. You don't you don't do the Colonial Life Arena when when you can't fill the Carolina Coliseum, but that's just me. Now if we go start talking basketball history. And we can go all day. I'm just do like I've been doing, man. I'm still listening to you, commenting every now and again. You do your thing. Aaron, you're the man, dude. I appreciate you. And hope you had a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, look forward to chatting with you more in 2023, my man. Man, I'm just glad that shit's over. Now I got to pay all the bills from them damn, damn <laughs> Christmas. They can have that shit. <laughs> you're the man, dude. I appreciate you. All right. All right, brother. Later. Aaron's an absolute legend. Um, <clears throat> anyways, now great points he makes on just the, the history of South Carolina basketball. And now Aaron's hilarious, man. I it was a pleasure. I met Aaron <clears throat> at um the Tennessee game. He stopped by the tailgate. And Aaron, Aaron is just as much, he's more of a legend, more of a legend in person, believe it or not. If that's even possible, more of a legend in person. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So Again, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let's see. Aaron says the, that, that Cohiba Black was a masterpiece. Yeah, man. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah. No, I, I, I've, uh, I don't know if I have smoked a Cohiba Black. I'll have to. Yeah. I don't know if I have. Let's see. 
Yes, the NIT still exists, for those who are asking. Coach Ford says, being a starter in basketball is not like football. Being in the first seven to eight off the bench, you see a lot of minutes. You'd be better at Butler or Xavier as a number seven than the star in Columbia. Brandon says, if we kept Frank Martin, this may have been a good year. A lot of key pieces would have stayed like Devin Carter and the two other bigs. Gigi would have still came. I mean, you you might have a fair point, Brandon. I, I can't even, I mean, I can tell you this. After chatting with Jamie Wilson a couple months ago, I mean, I, I can't even debate that because he straight up told me that Gigi Jackson was always going to be a Gamecock. So, I mean, listen, I, did they make a, based off that information and that knowledge, did they make a mistake? Because if you would have added Gigi Jackson to last year's roster, I think you would have had something. I think you would have been cooking with something. Absolutely. I don't know. Anyways, guys, Wednesday, January the 4th, 2023. Appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you're having a fantastic week, and I hope your new year is off to a fantastic start. Uh, Podcast, guys, will drop tomorrow in case you missed it. The podcast release schedule is now Monday and Thursday instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll operate that way. I'd probably say for the first half of the year, we'll drop shows Monday, Thursday, throughout basketball and baseball season. Then, then when we get into July, uh, we'll go back to our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we start diving back into our football content because we need those, you know, we, we need three shows per week for all the football-related things. But uh, for the next couple of months or for the foreseeable future, we'll operate on a Monday, Thursday basis. So if you woke up this morning, you were looking for the podcast, you're not going crazy. It, there was no show today, right? So Monday, Thursday, and of course, TDC will continue to operate Monday through Friday, noon to two. Jimmy Mitchell says, Fiery Martin was a mistake, regardless how you look at it. Nothing against Lamont Paris. He took a shit job. Martin is well-respected in the coaching world, and no one with a good track record wanted the job at a school that was firing Frank. Good luck to Paris. He has a tough job moving forward that's one opinion okay what do y'all think y'all agree with jimmy mitchell yeah jimmy i'm sure frank martin's really well respected after he gets he gets uh things end at south carolina and he's just he's just going on a on a let's talk let, let let's shit on uh let's shit on south carolina basketball tour telling everybody how how we wronged him. And, I, I mean, dude, come on. Like, come on, bro. Come on, my guy. <clears throat> Frank Martin has held nothing back since he got fired. Uh, Austin Hicks says, how did the bowl game trip go? Have a lot of fun. Was the atmosphere in the stadium good? Yeah, the, the bowl trip was awesome. Yeah, had a blast. Yeah, Austin, it was, uh, it was incredible. Hung out with a ton of great Gamecocks. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate you guys. Everybody that came by the tailgate, bought merch. Dude, Jacksonville was a blast. Jacksonville was absolutely a blast. Looking forward to doing it again. Hopefully some, some bigger and even better bowl games and, and uh, some more fun results for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, that was, that was incredible. That was incredible. You know, great to get out of town and 
Jacksonville was a great, great place, great city. Stayed in an awesome Airbnb and uh, had Miss TSUS tag along. And we had a good time. We had a really, really good time. So it was a lot of fun. And yeah, the atmosphere was was awesome. Yeah, the atmosphere was awesome. That was Gamecock Nation took over Jacksonville. Absolutely. <clears throat> Let's see. Andrew Murphy, does SEC Unfiltered come back when baseball season comes? Uh, no, it does not, Andrew. So I, I'll give you an update on that. Some of you may be wondering kind of just what happened. So, you know, I'm someone I believe in. I embrace failure. I like to fail, right? Because I believe each failure gets you closer to a success. So, you know, I had the idea for SEC Unfiltered, you know, after last spring when I went to Knoxville, Tennessee and went to the Carolina Tennessee Baseball Series. And those guys, they really rocked with and resonated with what TSUS is and what we do and the way I create content and the way that we create merch and stuff like that. And so expansion is something <clears throat> that is in the back of my mind, right? It's something that's certainly in the back of my mind. So I, uh, you know, I had the idea, okay, I will do TSUS Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday, I'll release SEC Unfiltered. Well, I, learned, I learned very, very quickly that that was not feasible, right? TSUS is a is a full-time thing. I mean, it, 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 it takes all of my energy and focus, and it's just not feasible to think I would be adding the SEC unfiltered plot. There's just no way I could do it. There's just absolutely no way. So, but I needed to go through that and do that to realize, you know, to realize that, right? That that, that just would not be feasible to ask myself, to stretch myself thin that way because I felt like I wouldn't be putting my best 100% into the SEC entity. I also wouldn't be putting 100% into the TSUS entity. And, and I don't want to give half of myself you know what I mean? I don't want to spread myself thin, if you will. So, in regards to the future, I mean, I get asked a lot about the future and expansion and what, what are your plans for, you know, what's your five-year plan, which I've told you guys before, I, I, don't, I don't believe in a five-year plan. I believe in implementing systems that will bring you closer to your end goal or to your, to your goal, I should say, not an end goal, but bring you closer to your goals and your dreams and, you know, things you want to accomplish. So for me, I can confidently say now that if and when the time comes where I say, you know what, I, I want to take the next step, I want to expand, it will not be an expansion in the sense of I will be adding another entity like SEC Unfiltered. It will be a rebrand, right? It will be a rebrand of TSUS. That's what it will be. It will be a complete rebrand. And I'm not saying that's going to happen today, tomorrow, next month, or even next year. But I will tell you guys that I do think at some point, I know at some point, that will be that will be where I turn to. That will certainly be where I turn to. Um, because I, I do feel, you know, again, going to going on the road and, and interacting with so many different fan bases, it's made me realize that, you know, the reason I love doing what I do is that, you know, I'm able, we're able to provide value to Gamecock fans everywhere. And people, you know, really look forward to the content and, and make it a part of their daily routine. Of course, you guys tune in the Daily Crow right now. There's so many of you that tune in every single day. Um, you know, I, I think it'd be really cool to expand that beyond South Carolina to, to every fan base in the SEC. Now, I'll always be a Gamecock guy, right? And there will probably be some backlash. from. I don't even know if backlash, but there will be some questioning from folks. 
But I think what's so awesome and so rewarding is that there's so many of you that have seen this, seen this journey from the very beginning, right? And I think what'll be cool is that you guys will continue to rock with us and resonate and 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 show love and support and just be along for the ride, right? Again, I'll always be Chris. I'll always be C Philly. I'll always be a Gamecock. But I do think it's in the future. I think it's in the cards for sure moving forward um, that, uh, you know, expansion will happen. It will be inevitable, and I think it'll be a huge, a huge step forward for myself as an entrepreneur, for the business as a whole. You know, again, what does that look like? What does a rebrand look like? I, I don't know right now because, guys, right now, you know, hey, we're, 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 we're going in a year three of the Shane Beamer era. If you think I'm missing out on Beamer ball to the moon and, and what Shane Beamer's building, you, you, you got another thing coming. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's – I know it's, it's naive, right? It's foolish. It's silly to think that five years, ten years from now, I'll be doing the exact same thing. Like, TSUS will be the exact same. I, I don't believe in that. You know, I don't believe in change for the sake of change, but I think if you're not constantly pushing the envelope, if you're not constantly evaluating yourself and the way you do things and, and looking at things through a critical eye and trying to sharpen and evolve and get better and grow, if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? You're either growing or you're dying. Pick one. Guys, that being said, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more, your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crime. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. I uh, want to get to Aaron's comment. He says, nothing nothing is expected of the basketball program anyway. From the outside looking in, the whole country saying, that's South Carolina. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I would agree here. I, South Carolina basketball is not expected to win. I, it's, it's not. That's what I'm saying. There's no expectations. Nobody expects us. <clears throat> Nobody expects us to have to have a good basketball team. Like nobody. Not even our own fan base. So Rick Foreman says for perspective, Frank Martin only won it. Four SEC games in his first year and went 14 and 18 overall. Aaron Hodges says eight wins in football mediocrity. Hell, they don't even get to eight very often, much less nine. Aaron, that's that's a really interesting talking point of the football side of things. Cause I think I think it's so funny, man, how how loosely fans throw around. That team sucks. This team sucks. We sucked. Like, Aaron, to your point, man, like if South Carolina would have won the Gator Bowl, it'd have been the eighth time in school history South Carolina won nine or more games in a season eighth time ever that's why I was telling people in the preseason of the summer like dude eight and four at South Carolina is a great year that's a great regular season to to act differently is foolish it's foolish. I'd take eight and four again in year three. I actually would, believe it or not. 
you know, if if you get Rattler and Wells back, would I like to go nine and three, maybe push a ten and two? I mean, certainly. Yeah, the more the merrier. But to to insinuate that going eight and four is is mediocre. It's it's mediocrity at Carolina football is 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 Looney Tunes talk. It's Looney Tunes. It's crazy. Uh, Brendan Wagner, I'm still amazed our basketball team beat Clemson earlier this year. They're, they're 11 and three. I'm surprised how good Clemson is. I'm really surprised how good Clemson is. And yeah, and the fact we won, thank goodness. Thank goodness. That alone made this season like bearable. Phil says, I expect all three major sports to make the postseason, not included in that every year. This is the SEC. This is a big school with a lot of funding. We have the CLA, which is a good arena and good facilities. There's no excuse for making the tournament once in a decade plus. I think that's very fair, Phil. I think that's very fair. I think that is very, very fair. I really do. I I think, you know, you you think about it. You think about the other two big sports, right? Football and and baseball. The minimum expectations for both of those, and and I know it's not, you're somewhat comparing apples to oranges because the postseasons are different. But the minimum expectations, the minimum expectations are to make the postseason. So wh- why wouldn't it be that the same feeling for the men's basketball program? Why? Or at least to make the postseason half the time. You know, in basketball, I'm saying. I mean, football, we'd agree. Minimum expectations, six and six. I don't give a damn who you lose who your coach is, when you factor in the facilities, the fan support, the the talent you bring in on a yearly basis, you should be going to a bowl game. You should be going to a bowl game. Baseball, I mean, it goes without saying. You should you should make the postseason. If you don't, you should be out. That, the bottom line. That, there's no excuse for kind of baseball. Maybe once every decade you can miss the postseason. That, there's no excuse. No excuse. Basketball, men's. I don't know. Why, why can't they make the postseason more often? Matt says, <clears throat> if we go 7-5 and five or 6-6, six and six, how are you going to feel? Well, Matt, I think if we lose Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells, I think there's a very realistic chance we will go 7-5 and five or 6-6. Six and six. And, you know, Matt, I, I'd say this. If that were to happen, um, I mean, of course, a lot of it would be how did we win, how did we lose, right? A lot of like what we talked about this year. Because, I mean, guys, let, let's, let's, let's be real. Like, we went 8-4 and four in the regular season, and we were all ecstatic. But, like, we were, we were, we were trash till the final two weeks. I mean, we, we were not a very good team. Like, we were, we were okay. I, I'll say that. I'm, I'm, I'm being a hypocrite because I'm calling us trash when we finished 8-4. and four. But sitting at 6-4 and four after the Florida game, we, we were not good. <laughs> like, if we would have finished 6-6, six and six, like, if we would have lost those last two, like most expect us to do, it would have been a long, long, long offseason. Long offseason. So, you know, it's funny how one game or two games can completely salvage a season. So, you know, if we go 7-5 and five and beat Clemson again, I, I'm sure we'll be in a very good mood. We'll be chipper as ever. Again, if, if, if you lose Rattler and Wells, I, I just think the – the number one priority is going to be finding your quarterback. I, I think you're still going to be very young up front. I think defensively you're going to have some issues. 
replacing so many guys in the secondary. You still can't stop the run. You got to find RB1. Who the hell's that going to be, right? There's going to be questions. You got to find who's wide receiver one. There's going to be questions for sure. I mean, there is every year, but <clears throat> you are you are building. You're still building, right? You're still building. Now, I don't think six and six are – I know six and six would not satisfy the appetite of the fan base no matter what Rattler and Wells decide to do. I, I feel like, though, I've been talking about it in a sense where, like, I'm mentally preparing myself that they will not be back. I mean, guys, if we're talking that they will be back, I really believe the sky's the limit. I I really could see you being a, a nine-win team. I really could. And I think the the hype and the momentum – Right, going into going into the the 2023 season would be like un, unlike anything we've seen in quite a while. I Matt, I'm con, I'm confused. What is he talking about? That's a Spurs up show cut right there. What are you talking about? Anyways, um, no, I think that uh, you know I think you could be viewed as a dark horse as I as I mentioned yesterday. You could be viewed as a dark horse going into the 2023 season if you get Rattler and Wells back. Guys, switching things up a little bit. We were having this conversation last night <clears throat> in the Big Cock Club Discord. I wanted to bring this up today. You know, football's in the rear view now, but it's never over. As Phil said, it's the number one, two, and three sport in Carolina. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. And Coach Ford, by the way, before I get to my point, he makes a great point. Without Rattler and Wells, if those two guys leave, we are looking for QB1, RB1, and wide receiver one. That's realistically, that's the reality of where we are, you know. So, yeah, you, you'd be in quite a situation if those two gentlemen do not come back. But, that being said, switching things up a little bit, switching gears for just a second. A fun conversation, and again, we were having, we were having this convo last night in the Big Cock Club Discord. We all agree the finish of the 2022 season was one of the most incredible things we've ever seen, right? Back-to-back -back wins over top 10 teams, first time in school history. Uh, you know, the night against Tennessee, I would say, is one of the most memorable that I've ever had as a Gamecock fan. I mean, going on the field is something that I'll never forget. I mean, you see in the studio, we got the the piece of the Williams-Brice Stadium hedges back there in the background. Of course, the victory over Clem sucks at their place. An incredible victory. The way it all happened, of course – I would ask you all this. This question was posed to me. Which was the bigger victory for the South Carolina football program? A home upset over Tennessee or the season finale victory over the arch rival against Clemson? Which was the bigger win? And I think it's a tough question. I, I, I think it's... And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Because I think selfishly, right, like it, it's it's hard not to say the win over Clem sucks because you hate them so much and you want to win that game so badly. But I look back and I say, I don't think the Clem sucks win happens unless you beat Tennessee first. You know, I don't think it happens. And just to 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 be such a massive underdog and to bounce back, 
to, to it felt like rise from the dead. And to get that win was was just huge. I mean, it was huge, dude. Huge for the program. So I'd probably say Tennessee was a bigger win as well. I mean, as great as beating Clem Sucks is, you know, it's it's about elevating yourself within the SEC. That's what it comes down to, right? As Steve Spurrier said before, you take care of SEC play, you win your SEC games, you're going to beat Clem Sucks more often than you know. So, you know, I, I, I would probably say the Tennessee game, but it's an interesting conversation because, again, there's no right or wrong answer. It's a very interesting conversation. It really is. Joe Anders says, Clemson isn't that good, but the road W up there was big to end the streak. Huge reality check for the fighting Dabos. Tennessee was a legitimate national title contender. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, it's a big... Both were huge wins, right? Like, we're splitting hairs. I mean, it's a fun conversation because we won both games. But, uh, and it's really just your personal opinion. I mean, again, I, I think that... Uh, there, there's, a, there's a fair debate for both. I really believe so. All right, let's jump back to the phone lines here. Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. Aside from it raining over here at my mom's house, I'm doing fantastic. Does your mother also live in Roebuck? Is the whole family in Roebuck or no? <laughs> no, I'm actually in uh, Somerville. Oh, Somerville. Okay. Shout out to the Somerville Gamecocks down there. You know, I'm banned from Somerville. You're banned from Somerville? Yeah, specifically the Carolina Ale House. Those folks, they don't uh, they don't want to see me down there again. Every time I go down there, throw a watch party, whatever, bad things happen. It, it's just we, we've thrown three watch parties there, and uh, we have gotten destroyed in all three. So I think the Somerville Gamecocks, I'm not officially banned, but I, I think they would probably prefer me never return. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't, I would not allow you, if you ever did a show in Roebuck, I would never allow them to ban you from Roebuck. Well, I'm a legend in Roebuck. The three games, so. Robbie, that I threw a watch party for in Somerville, 2021 Tennessee football game, the Tennessee basketball game, I believe, which was the early 2022, we got killed, and then the Florida game this past season. So, I don't. I don't think they're much interested in seeing me back down there. <laughs> well, look at it this way: if you ever, if you ever over here just for the heck of it, and I'm in town, we could just go do something. Let's do it, man. But anyways, I, I think that. Honestly, last night started off well, okay? Started off really well. We were, up, we were playing very well to start, to start the game last night. And for just some reason, the, the bottom fell out. The wheels came off, and we went off, and we just, just, just it, 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 we hit, we, it went into the crapper, okay? And I have nothing against Hayden Brown. Okay, nothing against Hayden Brown. I love his style of play. Don't get me wrong. I love his style of play. All right. But 
at one point I was thinking to myself, why is Hayden Brown in there? I mean, at one point he missed three straight layups. Mm -hmm. Three straight layups. And when, when, when Josh Gray was in there, we started going on a run and made the game close. And I told my I told my stepdad about a month ago I was like Josh Gray needs to be starting because he's an absolute rebounding machine, mm-hmm. okay? And it, Paris has my support regardless, okay? Because. I also know that he's never been a head coach anywhere. He's only been an assistant, okay? But I do believe at some point this basketball team will become bearable to watch. And what I mean by that is this. I'm going to go way back on you here for a second. I'm going to go several, several, over a decade back with this, okay? Mm-hmm. When we had Devin Downey, Zim Frederick, and Sam Moltro, we didn't have we didn't really have big name guys per se, but we had some ballers. All right, we had some guys that whenever that whenever it was time to go play a game, they turned it on. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved watching Sam Muldrow play. I swear there was one point in his career at Carolina, he was averaging like 10 blocks and 10 rebounds a game, which is absolutely insane, okay? And any time Devin Downey had the ball, I was like, all right, whose ankles is he going to break now? Because he could make anybody that was guarding him look like a child even though he wasn't too big on stature himself. But if anybody was guarding him, it was like, okay, what's he going to do? Because I know how difficult it is to guard him just by watching him, you know? Mm -hmm. And Dan Frederick was a daggum rebounding machine also. And we just need to get some guys that are just gamers. Paris needs to get guys that are just flat out just gamers. Once, like once that ball tips off, it's on. We might not win, but you're gonna you're gonna know who you're playing. You're gonna know their names whenever this game is over. And right now, we really don't have those guys. I'm not saying we don't, but right now, we really just don't have the guys, and whenever you said that we I, – I honestly, I was – I look, I looked at the TV with my mouth wide open whenever you said this because whenever you said that Vanderbilt's bench outscored us 50 to 8, I thought to myself, there is absolutely no way we got outscored by Vanderbilt's bench. But we did. And – this is absolutely 1,000% a complete rebuild. And like I said yesterday, when he gets the guys that believe in what he's trying to build, 
I think this basketball team, just like you said also with baseball, right? If, if, the, if the product is there, fans will show up. doesn't matter what sport it is. If, the, if there's a good product out there, win or lose, fans will show up. And right now, there's not a very good product when it comes to men's basketball. <clears throat> yeah. There is not, Robbie. There is not. There is not. It's uh yeah, depth is certainly a concern and um you know, just you got to take your lumps in the short term, man. We just, you know, again, we we knew it was going to be a uh a rebuild of sorts. So and I I'm I'm almost tempted. This is a complete side note, but I'm almost tempted to pull for for TCU come Monday even though they probably don't have a snowball's chance in hell to beat Georgia, but I'm almost tempted to pull for TCU. I mean, Robbie, what's you going to pull for Georgia? I mean, what's, what's the other option? Well, if, if I, if I pull for Georgia and Georgia wins, we're always competing against Georgia when it comes to recruiting. So I'm very tempted to pull for TCU come Monday. Yeah, I, I guess my point, Robbie, was that of course you're going to pull for TCU because why would you ever pull for Georgia? I mean, I do whatever you want, but I yeah, I mean, I would love to see TCU wax Georgia. If TCU beats Georgia, I already know who I'm going to call. But I don't really know how we don't know what's going to happen. Like that's one thing I love about sports in general, right? Mm-hmm. Is you don't know what's going to happen. Just, and like I've said all season long, just because it says on paper that you're better does not it, it doesn't mean you're going to go out there and win because you don't win a you don't win a sport on paper, okay? Mm-hmm. And you've and if 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 TCU prepares better and is just 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 isn't just goes out there and just plays with with their hair on fire and just if they, if I feel like if they punch Georgia in the mouth, I think Georgia's going to understand, okay, we got to, we got to turn it up, but I don't, I just, I, I don't, I, if I was a betting man, I'd put money on Georgia to win, but I'm pulling for, I think I'm going to pull for TCU. I will definitely be pulling for TCU, Robbie. Hey, the uh, the audience wants to know, by the way, who's the GOAT, LeBron or Jordan? Uh, you're, you're a basketball guy, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. LeBron or Jordan? I, I, think, I, think, I think if Jordan and LeBron played a game of one-on-one in their prime of their NBA careers, I think Jordan would wax LeBron's ass. So you would say Jordan is the GOAT? Yes. Now, as far as rings go, Bill Russell's the GOAT. Bill Russell's the GOAT. Win rings, okay. Because Bill Russell's got enough rings to put on every single finger on both of his hands. So, 
as far as rings go, Bill Russell's the goat. But as far as players go, I think I think I think Michael's the goat. And Love for you. the longest time, I hated LeBron. Okay, for the longest time, I did not like LeBron. Not just because I'm a Lakers fan and a Kobe fan. R.I.P. to Kobe. But I just did not like LeBron for the longest time because everybody would be saying how good he was, but yet he, for the longest time, he never won the big one. He never won a championship. And then whenever he went to Miami and he won a couple of titles, I was like, he's going to wind up going back to Cleveland and winning a title at Cleveland. Now that he's gotten a taste of winning a title, he won because he's from Akron, Ohio. Indeed. LeBron's yes. from Akron, Ohio. So, mm. so he wanted to go, but I feel like that's, that's what he needed to do. Go to Miami, win a title or two at Miami to get a taste of it and, and then go back to Cleveland and be like, I'm going to get y'all, I'm going to get my hometown a, a championship ring come Hades or high water. And lo and behold, he did it. I was happy for him whenever he won it at Cleveland. Even though I wasn't, even though I'm not a really big LeBron guy, even though he does play for the Lakers. But anywho, I, I truly think that this basketball team at some point for South Carolina is I truly do believe at some point we're going to find our stride because we're still early in the season and I just I I don't think it's and it's going to be a long one but I think it's I think I think we'll eventually at some point if we don't hit our stride by midseason, then for me, this season will be a wash. Mm-hmm. And I'll be counting down the days until baseball season. Well, I think that day is right around the corner for you, Robbie, unfortunately. So <laughs> all good, though. Robbie Davis, always a pleasure, yeah. my guy. I, I appreciate you calling in. I always enjoy talking to you. No problem, man. If it's raining in the upstate, try and stay dry because it's raining on and off over here. Will do. Robbie, you're the man. I appreciate you. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Go Cox and the heck with Clemson. Love it. Robbie Davis, poetic as always. Appreciate him calling in and just figured why not. You know, somebody asked in the comments about the LeBron MJ debate. Figure why not? We'll go ahead and, and rock with that. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. Of course, the phone lines are open. Will simply asks, is it baseball season yet? I hear you, man. I hear you. Um. Yeah, I hear you. Anyways, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Again, appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Be sure to check out the Daily Crow podcast version in case you miss anything on the show. 
Uh, just look up the Spurs Up show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out TDC every single day there after the fact. Three o'clock is when the audio version drops. You can go back and watch, of course. You can go back and watch on YouTube, wherever you catch the show. Um, in case you missed it, the TSUS podcast is now being released Monday, Thursday, instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Thursday is now when you can catch the podcast. So tomorrow we'll drop a new episode. It'll be a, it'll be a basketball-heavy show, uh, talking briefly about what happened last night in Nashville and also looking ahead of this weekend against the Tennessee Volunteers. And, of course, guys, TDC continues to rock noon to 2, Monday through Friday, on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, all that good stuff. So, anyways, want to hear from you. Brian Dean says the basketball team just needs more depth. They played hard last night. No problem with their effort. Yeah, I mean, they're playing hard. I mean, no doubt they're playing hard. Just, uh, you know, just don't have the depth. I think they compete at a high level. Uh, yeah, it is a rainy day, by the way, here in the upstate up in Greenville, South Carolina. So, uh, yeah, it is a bit of a rainy day, but uh, appreciate you all tuning in. Really excited to chat. And as we sit here and we just continue to wait on the decisions from Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells. I mean, I think that is the that is the uh, the big thing hanging over us right now that we're looking forward to. What will those two guys decide to do that will greatly impact the 2023 football season but whatever you guys want to discuss uh we can dive into it again would love to hear from you guys so uh continue to have uh or continue to send prayers to the bill's safety that uh, was injured on monday night crazy stuff crazy crazy stuff man uh continue to send your prayers austin war asks in the tdc questions channel the big cock club discord he says do you think we can get the bats rolling this year? I, I certainly hope so. I mean, that's what it comes down to, Austin. And you just hope the addition of Monty Lee and a different voice in there. Um, I mean, I, I'll tell you this. If you add Monty Lee and you're not able to get the bats going, it, it will leave no doubt that you need to go a different direction from Mark Kington. I mean, there's no question. Let's jump to the phone lines. Michael Driggers. Michael, what's up, man? How are you? All right, Chris, what's going on? I'm just hanging out, man, chilling. What's up? Then, hey, uh, are you going to the Border Bowl this weekend? The Border Bowl? What is that? Um, it's right there. It's usually uh, South Carolina and Georgia play, and they take all the high school kids, like all the seniors, the top ones from around the area, mm. right there around Augusta. I will, yeah, I will probably not be at that, to be honest with you. All right. Do you know if any um the staff will be up there um, trying to recruit any of the kids that are left? Mm -hmm. I I do not know if they will be there. I don't know who's even playing in that game. I mean, or if we have any guys. Let's see. Um, I don't know. One of them that was um. Uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, one of them that was um. He was in the running for um. I guess it was Mr. South Carolina, you know, at the North-South game or whatever it was. Right. Um, Tyler Smith, the running back. Okay. He looked like he was on there. <clears throat> might be good, so. Yeah, I see a couple of North Augusta guys, too. So, no, I I, uh, I don't know. I mean, may, maybe the staff will be there. I don't, I don't really see any names that I recognize. But, uh, yeah, you never know. So, 
Now I'm just looking at the, you know, the one. Um, I think the kid was from Barmore, the Tyler Smith, because he had the most touchdowns in the state, highest numbers running, and everything. I didn't know if they were going to be over there, you know, seeing if any of those kids. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know how many even slots we have available to add people. So I, I mean, I have no idea, my guy. To be honest with you, so. All right. Well, other than that, thanks for taking the call, man. Hey, Michael, I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. All right. Yeah, man. Take care. The Border Bowl in, I guess, Augusta, Georgia is where they play it. I, I did not even know that was going on. So, I will um, – I will not be there. So, I will not be there. Anyways, Marion says, Hayden Brown needs to work on uh, set practice, driving to the hole and making layups. The ones you have to alter your lay-in. He missed so many of those last night. He, he, yeah, we, we did miss a, an uncomfortable amount of layups. But, yeah, I mean, it's that was a tough one. That was a tough game. You know, that, I think those are the two worst teams in the SEC. Maybe Georgia, you throw them in there as well. But it's definitely Vandy, Georgia, and South Carolina in, in whatever order. Um so, you know, it is what it is, and, and, and you knew it was going to be a – you knew it was going to be a rebuild, and, and I told you guys before, right? Like, I, I'm not going to mail it in on the season in the sense of, like, I'm going to stop watching or anything like that. But, you know, it just kind of is what it is, man. You know that, um, you know, we, we knew what we were signing up for. And, yeah, Matt says, will Juice and Rat keep us on the edge of the cliff until the 16th? I, I mean, I, I don't know that they will, Matt. I don't think they will, but – you know, I mean, that's, that's, they can do that if they want. They can do that. So, I hope they don't because I'm ready to drop way too early predictions, but I can't do it until I know what they're doing, right? I can't do it. Cannot drop way too early predictions until I know what they're doing. So, I think Phil asked earlier, by the way, about baseball content, and we'll start that. Yeah, we will uh, – I need to look at my content schedule. And Actually, I've already done that. I've already – what am I talking about? I've already done that. Yeah, we will actually start with the baseball content, Phil, the positioning at previews and stuff like that. Uh, we will start doing that, let's see, two weeks from today is the 18th. So that means that Monday is the 16th. So Monday the 16th, less than two weeks, we'll begin talking South Carolina baseball. We'll break everything down. All of the position units. And really, when I start that, it's it's one month from opening day is typically when I start that. So, uh, right at about the one-month mark. Right at about the one-month mark is, is when we will uh, – when we'll start talking South kind of baseball. So, let's see. Yep, we'll start with starting pitchers, then go relievers, first base, second base, short, third, outfield, catcher. And then the week of opening day, we will get into our season predictions on that Monday, right? My projected lineup, all the great stuff, all the fun stuff we do. Uh, previewing the season. And, and then, of course, that, uh, that Thursday, we'll drop our first series preview of the season. Then, of course, Friday will be opening day. So, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines. Call from... Luke RJ. Luke RJ, what's up, my friend? How are you? 
I'm good, Chris. I'm uh, a little exhausted talking about Joiner so much. Yeah, I was. Gonna... He, he wasn't playing up. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I appreciate you, man, because you know you you keep the Discord popping, which is the whole point. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm to the point now where it's just like it, there's nothing to discuss unless he becomes a full time QB. There's no reason to even talk about it. Yeah. I think that's almost I think that's almost part of it what makes it so fun though and so intriguing is that we don't we just don't know. It's the unknown, you know. The unknown is uh is fun to discuss and debate because when you're going into debate with someone, they can't prove you wrong because there's it's the unknown, you know. It's all opinion. So like I say, man, the beauty's in the banter. So I, it's it's uh it's it's the the banter that I like I told like I said earlier, man, we could we could probably talk Dak Joiner quarterback conversation up until twenty twenty three season. That's 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 how that's how much fun it is. So Yeah. Well, and then anytime you anytime someone talks about Joiner, they talk about those type of kind of player. And, you know, I mean so I, they they do have similar skill sets, like they're fast and they can run. But it's just, I think I think you know it's hard to just talk about one or the other and not and not the other player get brought up. So, well, but, and and I uh, and I will and I will I will say this, my guy. From a content perspective, I'd I'd love to see Dak Joiner after spring ball. They say, you know what, this is the year of Dak QB one. He's he's our starting quarterback, dude. Can you imagine the content going into the season? The excitement, the the energy level going into the season? That'd be incredible. Yeah. I'd be down. I'd be down for it, honestly. I really would. Yeah, sometimes I think maybe, you know, for, for whatever reason, like if you don't throw the ball well in practice, that has a side be a full-time QB or not. But you don't want to make that speculation because you don't even know if that's true or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, anyways, so I had a question. You know what? I, I mentioned uh, Don Staley's first year. Uh, what was her record? And people said that she was 10 and 18 and 2 and 10 or something like that. Right. And SEC play, is that correct? I, I don't remember the exact you know, record. So, it's, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of people left from this basketball team. Do you think that Lamont Perry, uh, you know, like a, a year zero in his first year, like gets a pass for for his roster, or just what are your thoughts on that? I think Lamont Paris absolutely gets a pass for this year. I mean, how could he not? Like you mentioned, I, I think putting it – Equating this to a year zero, I think, is a good way to look at it, even with a Gigi Jackson, because you're, you're just so thin. I mean, you look at last night again, Luke RJ, to your point, 57 to 8. You got outscored. Vandy's bench to your bench. So if that doesn't scream to the lack of depth you have, I don't know what does. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's what other choice do you have, Luke RJ? What are the choice? What are you going to do? L- let go of Lamont right. Paris after one year? I mean, you have to give him four or five years to build, to recruit, to, you know, get the pieces in place to realistically compete at the SEC level. But, yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it and a good way to, uh, you know, to to equate it again to a year zero for Lamont Paris. That's kind of what that – kind of what this feels like. Yeah. And with Frank Martin, we I mean, we almost had to 
like move on from Frank Martin because he he had ten years and we still weren't you know I don't if people are missing Frank Martin because this year's so bad I don't think that's like a good judgment we had to make a move on on Martin yeah you know like I, you were saying I, earlier yeah, I mean show. it's just it's just and my point last year was this you were into year ten. And I, I remember specifically when I said it, it was after the Saturday Florida game. And it was just like, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not sitting here adamantly coming out saying, oh my God, like we have to fire Frank Martin. He's the worst coach ever. Like, you know, it, it wasn't the same energy that I had with a Will Muschamp, where it was like Muschamp was a slap dick. Like I just, total slap dick. Should not be a head football coach in the SEC. Shouldn't probably be a head football coach anyways. But e- either way, should not have been the head football coach at South Carolina. So it wasn't that energy with Frank Martin because Frank Martin had won. He he had proven himself as, as as a quality head basketball coach, right? But it just felt like one of those things where it's like the relationship has run its course. And, and we're just sort of spinning our right. wheels and we're not making any changes because it's the comfortable thing. We've all been there, right? We've been, all been in a relationship where we stay in it for far too long because, you know, it's almost like we, we'd rather settle – like well we got this thing that's it's pretty average it's not great it's average but you know what if i did worse it's like what what if you did better though you know so i just felt like the relationship ran its course you know it just it ran its course and um you know it is what it is i mean it's it's you know they had opportunities to build after the 2017 final four run and they just they just never did and and you can point to well they should have made the tournament this year should have made it this year blah 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 whatever but I think, too, what also hurt Frank Martin was it just – it felt like the same thing over and over and over again with those bad non-conference right. losses. And, you know, I just think that just wore on people, man. And at some point, it's like, all right, let's just let's just try something different. It's like you, we kind of right. feel like we know what Frank Martin's going to give us. Like, we'll never know what somebody yeah. else is going to give us unless we try. Because my whole point right. – my whole point last year, too, was like, I mean, if Frank Martin's truly untouchable, then just give him a lifetime contract because that's what it felt like. It felt like at a certain point, Frank Martin was untouchable or people wanted him to be untouchable. And it's like winning matters. Like there has to be some accountability. Now, does that mean you can't question the Lamont Paris hire? I'm not saying that because it was a, you know, who the hell's Lamont Paris, Right. They didn't like we made some crazy splash. I mean, we're all hoping that Lamont Paris works out. I'm hoping Lamont Paris works out. But I I don't know. Who knows? These are all the dice. So, Well, not many coaches do well the first year in any sport, really. You know, so I don't think you can make a solid judgment on, you know, whether he's a good coach or not just off this year. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be tough to say, yeah, to, to – yeah, no, I, I don't think you can draw conclusions from this season. No. No, I, I don't think you can. I mean, I, I think we all – I think we would all agree he was put in a really tough position. Uh, basically, the entire roster, right, dipped out. So, no, I'm, I'm not going to be drawing conclusions from this first season of, oh, he's just – you know, he's a terrible coach, right? So. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's that's all I got today. I just wanted to call in and talk about that Discord stuff. <laughs> Man, yeah. that, that, that Joiner talk is exhausting. 
Hey, if you want to win, put Dak in, my guy. I, I, I just will say this. I will say this. I know you're happy to see him back. I'm happy to see him back. And, and we all want the same thing for to carry on Joiner. We want to see his skill set that he inevitably, he obviously has. We want to see his skill set and his talents maximized. That's it. So, you know, whatever yeah. position that comes at, whether again it's at running back, it's at wide receiver, it's starting quarterback, it's wildcat, it's wherever it is, however it is. You know, you, 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 we're all pulling for that guy. You're, you're, everybody's pulling for him, right? Because in a world I mentioned earlier in the week of NIL transfer portal, and that's great. You know, guys, guys should have the opportunity to better their own situations. How can you not pull for a guy who could have left? I said multiple times I, right. I thought he should have left if he wanted to play quarterback. Yeah. Chose to stay. Wants to be – loves being a game coach. Well, you know – Like, I, I – I, how can it, you not pull for a guy like that? Yeah, and it's not one one player above the team or whatever. You know, it's still about South Carolina. But you do want to see, uh, you know, a player that you know has that potential get a chance or something like that. Yeah. Um, but man, you know, it's it's crazy. Like I've always thought, like maybe you know, in the bowl game when Rattler went three and out a couple times and we had to punt like three or four times in a row, and maybe everybody was covered or whatever. That that's when you thought. Dak in is when like the the drives are stalling and the offense is stalling. Maybe you could get some fresh, you know, fresh life in there. And if the plays aren't working, you know, it breaks down. He can make something happen. But you know, that's like you say, you don't question the coaches. And but uh, you know, is what it is. That's all I got. Luke R.J. Always a pleasure, my guy. I appreciate you. All right, later. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Luke RJ, as always. Always enjoyed the conversation with Luke RJ. I do. Ryan Lattimore says, imagine how bad we'd be without Gigi. <laughs> that, is a, um, that is a very good point, my friend. That is a very, very good point. Um, yeah, it would, it would. Thank goodness we don't have to realize that reality of, you know, how rough things would be without Gigi because – my goodness, they would be. Guys, we're going to jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you, more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 15 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow, taking your questions, your comments, your calls. 843-790-3377. My guy Austin War says in the Big Cock Club Discord, in the TDC Questions Channel hat game rating for today is a 3 out of 10. Thanks, man. I made this one myself. Uh, Austin says yesterday's was an 11 out of 10. Yeah, shout out my guy B2ATL who sold me the hat before I left Columbia, the, uh, the June's range cap. Absolute fire, I will say. Um, let's see. Jeff Golajas, who's your all-time favorite MLB player? And who is your all-time favorite Gamecock player? So, Jeff, I would say this. My all-time favorite baseball player is Babe Ruth. When I, but, but recently, my, my all-time favorite, 
Um, player like when I played was John Lester. That was who my favorite player was when I played because I was a left-handed pitcher and he was a guy I looked at and just liked his game and, and loved watching him pitch and, and all that. Um, favorite Gamecock player, all-time favorite Gamecock player, Justin Smoke. I'm a, I'm a Smoke guy, yeah, for sure. Justin Smoke is is the legend. So. Wesley Bowles, there is no word on Rocket Sanders. Nothing. We've heard nothing on Rocket Sanders. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've heard nothing. We've heard nothing on Rocket Sanders. So, Greg Benders says Phil Disher. Yeah, Disher was awesome. We had Disher on the podcast a couple of years ago, and he's he's a legend. He's a legend for sure. He's a legend. Uh, Buffalo Bills just tweeted: Demar Hamlin remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday overnight. He's expected to remain under intensive care as his healthcare team continues to monitor and treat him. Wild situation, man. Just a just a wild situation. Uh, let's see. You know, TA says, remember Gene Cohn? I think his name was Gene. Hell of a lead off it. Yeah, Gene Cohn was really good. Yeah. Wesley Bowles says, I'd like to hear he's in his way to South Carolina, LOL. What are you, Wesley? I'm kind of lost on that comment. Yeah, Austin. Christian Walker was a dude. Yeah, indeed, dude. He was, he was a legend. Stud. Dude, you look at Christian Walker's career, college career, three college World Series, two national championships, hit like 330. I mean, you, you guys dream of going to the college World Series once. He went all three years he was in school. I mean, you just can't. You can't script it. You can't script it much better than that. So. Anyways, guys, 843-790-337. A podcast will drop tomorrow. It'll be a basketball-heavy show as we discuss everything that happened last night in Nashville as well as look ahead to the weekend against the Tennessee Volunteers, the eighth-ranked, by the way, Tennessee Volunteers. Michael Drigger says, must champ or Dabo? Who's the bigger slapdick? I mean, I got to go Dabo. I have to go Dabo, right? You have to. You have to go Dabo. Uh, Jeff Gullich, how many spots do we have? He says, how many spots do we have available in recruiting? I honestly do not know. Brian Dean says, South Carolina will pull a few upsets this year on the hardwood. I hope so. Brian Dean also says, who's our opening series this year? I believe, let me just double check. Oh, by the way, Gigi Jackson got named CBS Sports Freshman of the Week. There you go. Uh, UMass Lowell. UMass Lowell is our is our opening series. And 
Guys, by the way, I would highly suggest and highly encourage you to join the Big Cock Club today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club to get access to our Big Cock Club Discord and in turn, the BCC Hangouts. You might ask yourself, what is a hangout? Uh, we sit in there and we watch the games together and conversate and chat and hang out. And um, we'll be doing that for baseball season as well because I'll be watching every single game and that's where I'll be watching it is the hangout. So really, really fun time. We have a great time conversating in there, shooting the shit. Uh, but, yeah, Friday, February the 17th is opening day. Gamecocks will take on UMass Lowell in a three-game set. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 4 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 1.30. So, really exciting stuff. I mean, you guys know. And I also love, too, I love when when basketball and baseball season, when they overlap, because that, that influx of content, I mean, it's truly at that point, Content bleeding out the eyeballs. I mean, it really is content bleeding out the eyeballs at that point. Uh, Gad says, Michael Roth was fun to watch. Went to high school with him. Yeah, Roth was incredible. Yeah, Roth was incredible. Uh, Christian Walker, I think he's still with the Diamondbacks. I'm almost positive Christian Walker's with the Diamondbacks. So... Yeah, I'd love to get out to Arizona, honestly. Go check out the check out the D-backs. We might have to hit up old Walker. Good dude, good people. Really, really good people. I don't think Christian Walker's on Twitter. I could be wrong. I don't think he is, though. No. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he is. Seawalk328. Yeah, there he is. Lynn Turner says, Scott Wingo has to be one of my favorite game guys. Yeah, Scott's incredible, man. Scott's a great dude. Great dude, great people. Uh, really glad he's back with Carolina Baseball and you know, of course, he was last year, but uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to baseball season. I love it. I, I love baseball season. Um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a lot of fun for sure. We play a lot of Thursday through Saturday series this year, which is really interesting. Really, really. I, I was talking about this last night with the uh, with the guys in the Big Cock Club Discord. Like the, the difference, and we'll jump to the phone lines. I'll get to that point in just a second. Here we go. Call from Barton. Martin, what's up, man? How are you? Doing well, Chris. Um, I got a question for you about Rattler. Um, so he's predicted to maybe be a second, a late second round pick. Definitely, probably a third round guy. Mm -hmm. uh, um, compete with what he would make as a second or third round pick, or no? You saying can we compete with that? Right, like with the money. As yeah, far yeah, as like no. His so, NIL stock. yeah, so a so based off my understanding, a third round NFL quarterback last year made like one point three million per year. So yes, I think we I think we okay. can compete with it. I, I think we can compete with it, um, and I think that's probably so, what so, they're trying so, to put together right now as a package to to pay him a competitive quote unquote salary, if you will, for lack right. of a better way of putting it. Right. So. 
a, a late second round, early third round pick. I mean, it sounds good to me, but I don't, I don't really understand the money aspect of it. So mm-hmm. he would definitely be better with what he's making as an NIL guy. Come back if financially um, to South Carolina. Would yeah. you say? I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I, I will tell you this, though. I, I think, you know, I, I think some of it is does he want to be a college student again? I mean, dude, he's already made, he made like, you right. know, rumored to may have made, he definitely made over a million, right? Lat this past season at Carolina, uh, 1.6, 1.8, something like that is what was rumored. I mean, if, if it's coming down to, Carolina might give him 1.6, but if he gets drafted where they're telling him he's going to get 1.2, I mean, what's 400 grand, right. man? I mean, really, like if he's just ready to go to the next level, then that 400 grand really probably ain't going to make that much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I right. now, now with that being said, I'm surprised to hear from people that he's going to be a second or third round guy. I, I really, I really thought, I, I thought he'd be late rounds where it would make it just a no brainer, right, to come back to Carolina, but. I don't know. I mean, that's oh, that's, that's a what I was thinking. yeah, that's a combo he's having obviously with uh with his agent and with NFL guys and you know I'm sure Shane Beamer and Loggins and all those guys are helping him with that, helping him with that as well. But I mean, dude, nobody knows, man. We'll, we'll have to just kind of wait and see. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of that's reasons to point well. to to why it would make sense for him to come back. I do. Juice Wells has he. Where does he add in the mock draft? Have you paid any attention to him? I've never really paid much attention to him. I haven't. I have this year. I haven't seen him. I have not seen – I'll try to look it up now. Um, I haven't seen any mock drafts or anything for him. I, I have no idea. So, um, right. yeah. Um, it's interesting to see, see Rattler as a late second round. It kind of blew my mind, but then again uh, – Breezy from Clemson, it kind of it kind of blew my mind that he was going to be a first round guy this year. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. there's a lot of kids that are going in the first couple of rounds that I guess they're. <laughs> I mean, yeah. These guys know that pick their NFL kids, but um. Yeah, I mean Ju- Juice Wells. Me, so. Yeah, Juice Wells, from what I'm seeing right now, is from this NFL mock draft database is projected to be picked in the se- seventh round. So like, why? Why would he go? I I, I don't know. Right. I mean, it, it's I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed, man. I hope you guys have a good day. Yeah. Um, good talking with you. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the call. Yes, sir. Yeah. Bye. Great stuff. Uh, no, yeah. Hey, that's a great point. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll have to see you guys. I mean, I'm not a I'm not an NFL scout. Neither are you. You know, we don't know. We we don't know what's gonna happen. We we don't know what's gonna happen, but. Um, we shall see. The point I was going to make, by the way, earlier, just about my love for baseball, and I, I, the best way to quantify it or the best way to to put it into perspective would be this way. Like, I love baseball to the point where, like, I'm watching no other basketball. Outside of Gamecocks basketball, I'm watching no other basketball. Not a basketball guy like that. I'm just not. When it comes to baseball – I, I will literally sit down and like watch a Tuesday night Florida South Florida game. Like I, I I will watch another SEC team's midweek game. Like if we were to get rained out or something, if I'm not doing anything, I'll cut it on. Like I love baseball, just love baseball. So, you know, 
That's that's. Uh, I mean, you guys all know that. I I really feel like what's exciting is that. You know, even right now, but in the spring, you know, it's 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 really easy to talk football. The content with football almost creates itself. The storylines they write themselves. When it comes to this time of year, and especially the baseball season. That's where I feel like I'm able to separate myself as a content creator. I, I, I'm able to really flex my muscles a little bit, if you will, right? And talk about baseball especially to a level that, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to anybody else, but I, it's, it's just the truth. I talk about Gamecocks baseball and cover Gamecocks baseball in a way that nobody else in the South kind of space is capable of doing. Just bottom line. I mean, I would venture to say that if and when I expand and talk all the SEC, I will talk SEC baseball in a way that will rival anyone who talks about college baseball, anybody. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And again, of course, looking forward to continuing the basketball season. And you know, the the people ask me all the time, Chris, how do you not how do you not run out of things to talk about with the Gamecocks, man, and for the diehards, which is all of us, it never stops. Which is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that in this crazy world we have sports that can pull us all together and, and, and we can, you know, relate with each other and talk about it and conversate and banter. And, and it's truly a beautiful thing. So, uh, guys, we're about to hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in again. In case you missed anything on the Daily Crow, it drops every single day, 3 o'clock on the TSUS podcast feed. Check that out anywhere you get podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere and anywhere in between. Uh, also, of course, the podcast, the TSUS podcast, will drop tomorrow. We're now on a Monday-Thursday schedule in case you missed that. So just wanted to make you all aware. Guys, other than that, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs>